1: Kirieski Kiri, welcome to Greek Spired. In this podcast, Sophia and myself, Nicholas, talk to the most interesting and inspiring people with a connection to Greece. On today's show, we have a dope guest. He is a multi-platinum producer. You have definitely heard his music on the radio, in the clubs, and his songs have millions of views on YouTube. He's considered as the godfather of Greek trap music and is the founder and CEO of a very successful record label. A warm welcome to Christos, a.k.a. Skype Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the podcast, man. Thank
2: you, thank you.
0: So, Skype, congrats on all your success. Thank you. Um, not only have you been producing music, but you are also the founder and CEO of Capital Records. And we would like to know... like. How did the business start? How did you get going?
2: Um, to be honest, the the, uh, the business side of things just started as a necessity. It wasn't like uh, anything planned. It's just like we had to find a way to um, make music and make money of music. And uh, basically we had so much hunger on making music so we had to do everything DIY at the beginning and when you do things DIY you, you you learn, um, you know, all the needs and what you have to do and how to move. So you learn the business as well. You're not, uh, you're not, um, you don't expect someone else to do it for you. So you have to go out there and do it and find it on your own and, um, and learn it. And uh, until now, even now, like 10 years later, we're still in the process of learning, learning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how big is the team now?
2: Oh, the team is like, uh, it's like 13, 14 artists, like two, three people working for the, for the label. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And, and do you have any challenges where you're like, this is something that we still need to tackle or something that you're working on right now?
2: I think the, the, first of all, like the the music industry is such a shift. It's like a, it's a shifting industry. Mm. It's always shifting, you know? Um, So there's challenges every day, but. there was a couple of things, like every two or three years, there's a big couple of major things that they are presented to us as challenges. Like we started as just a group of friends. Then we had to become a a business. That was a challenge. You know, Mm -hmm. when when at the beginning you only have your word and then you need to have contracts and you need to do things in a different way. That was a challenge. And um, then we had to move in Athens and do things a different way. That was a challenge too. Now, right now we're... um, on the process of like building our own studios and uh, our own offices so we can have all the people that work for us there and all the artists they can constantly working there so that's a challenge now mm-hmm. and i guess that after we finish with that there's going to be a next challenge and a next challenge because you, you have to keep keep evolving keep working. you know
0: yeah yeah no yeah. makes sense, super cool yeah. and i mean it, i think if anything the challenges that that you're describing is something that is an evolution but also Things that many businesses are living right now, so yeah. I think a lot of people can relate.
1: Yeah, what do you what do you find challenging in terms of setting up a business? And uh, um, does the Greek government support uh, new business owners with grants and funds? Um,
2: um, to, we we started in two thousand and eleven. Mm. That was in the midst of the financial crisis, yeah. so it was yeah. like. Uh, it was, uh, I'm not even going to call it a dream. It was, you had no expectation from nobody, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that's realistic, right? That's mm-hmm. realistic. No expectations from nobody, not the government or anybody. Cause like at the end of the day, you had people like, you know, their, their wages were like uh, cut and everything. So you couldn't like, you couldn't go to the government and say, okay, hi, we make rap music and uh, like, <laughs> give us a fund. Like, this is this is not realistic in Greece. So we started like that. Nowadays, 10 years later, when you have a business, and you pay your taxes, and uh, you have your lawyers and everybody, like you have, you meet people and you do this and you do that, yeah, now there's chances and there's opportunities and you can get some help from the state or, um, you know, from, from, from people that maybe they help um, those kinds of things like arts and stuff. Now you can get some of that. There is there is opportunities now if you are willing to find them and go after them and be out there and have an open mind um, but not at the beginning there was no mm. opportunities we had to set up everything by ourselves and I think that was a good thing because we we learned everything by ourselves mm. so when you when you when you do it by your own at the beginning then you know that, that that's nobody can take you out mm. after that you know you have a strong foundation you did it on your own so you don't expect stuff from anybody so now you can just keep walking and keep going so uh,
1: and I'm, I'm super interested uh, in this business aspect of, of, uh, of things and if there's one thing you would be able to request from the Greek government to simplify things for young entrepreneurs and business owners what would that be to get going
2: uh, to be honest for me I'd li- like to like have more like let's say something some sort of seminars mm. or stuff so people like me can go out there and like meet with other people and network, and um, you know get some knowledge from people that they are re- heavy into businesses. Because we're not we like me. I'm half an artist, half a businessman. So yeah. that's kind of hard sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. So th- that, that that's that's all I ask. I'm not even asking for funds or anything like that. Knowledge and uh, know-how mm-hmm. and uh, connections, networking. That that would be. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's things going on. I'm not saying that there's nothing going on. It would be even better if we can like, um, you know, to have a, a, a better business friendly environment maybe mm-hmm. in Greece. Mm-hmm. But I think things are, sta- are starting to go there That's now. Good.
1: You've been in the music industry for many years and you even studied musical engineering mm-hmm. in, in England. When did you realize that it was music that you wanted to
2: um, do? I think when I was like 16, or something, um, I had a, uh, had a PC and the internet back then and uh, so um, I, I was really heavy into music from a really young age, from like nine years old. I was buying CDs, that was the only reason I was asking my mom for money, right? So give me money, I can go to the record store and buy CDs, so, but back then, like I told my parents, I want to play drums, my parents was like, no, you can't play drums, and I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't think about it because like there was other kids that they used to play instruments and stuff. I wasn't, obviously, so I didn't think I could be a musician or a producer. But then when I was like 15, 16, um, this friend of mine, a girl, she had uh, her boyfriend. He was an older guy. He was really heavy into hip hop and he was making beats. So she was like, "Come by my place. I'll give you this uh, program and you can learn how to make beats. So she showed me how to make beats and she she gave me a CD with sounds, with drum sounds, right? So I went back to my house. And um, I upload, uh, you know, I installed the program and I uh, started making beats and I started sampling stuff. And I remember that summer I didn't even went out. My mom was like, go out, get, <laughs> get out of the house. What happened to you? Blah, blah, blah. And I kept making beats, kept making beats. And like three months after that, her boyfriend came back and was like, oh my God, you're good. Like, you're good. You, you, you're doing things that people can't do in like five years. Like, how, how, how did you do that? Because I was like, I was studying, you know, I was listening to music. Like, I was kind of obsessed. I was on the internet, I was searching for samples, I was searching for, like, how did uh, Riza did that, how did Dr. Dre did that, blah, 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 blah. blah. So I was was in the forums in the U.S. (laughs) talking with people, like I was 16 years old, right? I was talking with people in California and, like, trying to find producers there and sounds and what's popping in the U.S. So after that, I realized I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I I need to keep doing it. I like that, I love that, and I'm good. Maybe I can be a good producer one day.
1: And you have produced some amazing, amazing Thank songs. i like to play actually one of my okay. favorites. Okay. Um, I think all of you know this song. And my question is, where do you find inspiration to the beats and, uh, and your music in general? How do you find inspiration?
2: Um, nowadays, it's not really, it's not a matter of inspiration. It's uh, nowadays, 20 years after that, I love it more than ever. Okay. And I'm passionate more than ever. Like every day, if I find an hour gap, I'm on my computer making music. So it's not a matter of inspiration, it's just a matter of like working, working. And then inspiration is like half a minute, okay? Mm. Maybe one minute. Like that's inspiration. Everything else is work, everything else is is knowledge that you gained over the years. So there's, you got like, when you're a when you've been producing for all these years, you got different techniques. Like I can, I know like 10, 15 different ways of starting something. And I know that they might work or they might... I, you know, I got my cheats, if I can say it like <laughs> that. So every time I see there, depending on my mood, I will, I will be like, okay, let me try start with that cheats. Try start with that. So that's how I keep going. And then when you, like, let's say you play something and you make a melody or you have a drum sound, and that, that, that's the thing that brings the inspiration. Yeah. That's like, oh, okay, I that, that, that can be that or that can be this and then you go you go and like after one hour and a half you check your watch you got something finished and it's been an hour and a half two hours or one hour and you're like oh okay it's finished it's I right. did it
1: basically so when you're in the zone it just comes yeah, yeah.
2: yeah it's, it comes you need to be there and you, you can't just sit on your couch and wait for inspiration it's not gonna come you need to chase it you need mm-hmm. to go after it
1: you're the one that really put the trap music mm-hmm. on the map and maybe for the listeners yeah. could you just quickly explain what trap the beat and trap sound is
2: um, basically it all started in the south of the united states uh, places like atlanta and memphis houston um, back in the days they used to call it dirty south mm-hmm. that was the name before it became trap music but then um, some people started calling it trap music there was albums called trap music uh, trappers the term and all that and that was b- basically describing the, their way of lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the South, in the United States, has such a, uh, a big, uh, a deep culture of music. So these this guys, they created their own sound in hip-hop, in rap music, okay? They created their own sound, and that sound involved that much. So in 2010, it became so big that was, I, I think it was the first time that rap music was spreading the whole globe that much without being an American thing, it mm-hmm. just became easy for everybody in Greece in Italy in China, in Australia in France in Brazil to, to like be original and, and uh, have this sound so if you're asking technically it's just a different tempo it's different sounds it's uh, really heavy on the 808 the Roland 808 it's a legendary drama scene that was um, when it came out it was, uh, it was something that Roland was trying to um, sell to like um, big uh, producers, established producers, but they didn't like the sound. Mm-hmm. So after they got them, they started selling them for low. So that's how poor people start getting them, you know, mm-hmm. and they ended up in the ghetto in the hoods and they made their own music. Because, you know, like necessity is the mother of innovation. That's what they say. Yeah. So that's how these people created their sound. They didn't have yeah. money or budgets for like live musicians or everything, but they could grab a drama scene, a used one, yeah. So the, the necessity made the sound and that's how most of the times good music is being made.
0: Yeah, that's also a bit connected to what you just said about uh, the government, right? You're like, yeah. you know what, back when I started, I'm actually happy that I didn't have this huge support because I just wanted to do what I want to do, you know, and yeah. it was all me and my skills. Yeah, So yeah. sometimes
2: I think it's, it's a good thing to not have a plan B. Hmm? I didn't have a plan B, none of us had a plan B. Yeah. All the guys that we started this, none of us had a plan B. It's good to only have a plan A because you, you need to go with mm. that like, no matter what. You need to focus, yeah. Sometimes. Mm.
1: Where do you see uh, rap music going next in terms of beats and sound? Oh my God.
2: Uh, there's, this, it's, uh, there, there's one thing that uh, I'm not saying it's a problem. It's just for me that I've I've, I've been listening to it for so many years. It's, it's kind of strange. It's like with uh, the internet nowadays, everything is spreading so fast and it's being... Um, it's being processed so fast and people get over it so fast you know that's that's a kind of a problem because back in the day even in in greece or somewhere like th- there had to be like the, the sounds were coming like 10 years after yeah five years after like nowadays something that's popping in new york in two weeks there's a kid in greece that's going to do the same thing and now there's the there's the, the issue of originality yeah how do you say original how do you mm. how do you how do you keep being you and not being like a, a guy that's just cloud chasing everything that's a trend here and there? So I think it's always evolving, even right now, like nowadays um, in New York, um, rap music has really evolved, like the drill scene has really evolved. Um, they involve, they make new sounds every day, different stuff every day. To be honest, I was expecting uh, the music to like, even go further in, than the US and even make uh, bigger stars than the US already, it hasn't happened, but you never know. But even nowadays, you can see the UK has its own sound, mm-hmm. the Germans have their own sound, the French have their own sound. Even in Greece, mm-hmm. we kind of do our own thing nowadays, you do. which is closer to what Greek music is. It just happened, and I think that's good. It's a, uh, it's, it's a natural thing, you know. Um, the, the Americans, they keep doing their thing, so I think that's, the sound is evolving, it's always changing, because there's always going to be like a 16-year-old in his bedroom with a vision, and he's the one with the cracked, cracked programs from a tolerant side or something. He's the one who's going to change things. That's, that's how things change in hip hop.
0: I want to stay a bit with the influence part because I think there is a lot of influence that is coming, you know, from the US, the UK, other places. And I'm wondering, there's only a few young greek artists that you find actually in the international scene and i'm wondering is that because they don't speak english what do you think is yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i think english is the main problem and uh, apart from that there's there's another like a a small detail because like i I said before there's um there's people in greece that they try to rap in english right Mm. um but the thing is you need to be original like i mean Ling was original you know even if he was Swedish, he was original. Mm. Um, that other guy from Thailand, he, uh, I can't remember his name, he was original. Mm. You need to be original, because like, a person in Atlanta or in New York, in London, he, he don't give a F for you mm. in Greece if you just say the same things that everybody else says. You need to find a way to make them like look at you and listen to you and be like, oh, okay, that's something different. Mm. That's, that's, I really like that. The music is nice. This guy is, is bringing something different to the table, so it's not just a matter of English.
0: Mm. Probably
2: not language. the way that you're It's a it's a matter it. of how like what do you bring to the table? Like, like have you have some interesting stories of your life in Athens or in the Saloniki that mm-hmm. someone in London or in Stockholm or in Berlin can listen and relate and find it interesting? Like, mm-hmm. so I think I think that's a big part.
1: Speaking about. Um staying original and and rapping about things that you know is close to your lifestyle and so forth i'm swedish and in sweden right now there's a lot of controversies around the rap scene because a lot of the rappers are part of criminal gangs and they are rapping about um, a rough way of life which doesn't have the best influence maybe on the viewers and also in in greece there has been some controversies about this and now also even um, to gain credibility you're only supposed at least in sweden to rap about things that you are you have experienced otherwise they will call you out and that's why a lot of these kids are doing bad shit just to get that credibility in their songs and so what do you think about that and um the morality that
2: yeah the, 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 this is in the national phenomenon actually it's, it's it obviously it's happening in greece obviously we can't hide behind our like mm-hmm. ourselves you know and uh, it's happening in the U.K., it's happening in Sweden, France, in the U.S. It's happening, oh my God, it's a nightmare, okay? Yeah. Um, in a way, it was always happening, um, not in the early 90s, but at the at the end of the 90s, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to be a street guy, in you know, a in a way, to make it. But the thing is that all these kids, that they're from the streets, they don't know that for every like um, let's say let's say Tupac, whatever, okay. Nah, no, Tupac wasn't even a street guy. Um Biggie. Yeah, Biggie, let's say. For every biggie, there's a Tyler the Creator, there's a Kendrick Lamar, mm. there's a Nesaprocki, there's guys that are still like really successful, they make great music and they don't have to be street guys, they don't have to go out there and like rob somebody or sell mm-hmm. drugs. And that's 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 you know, that's that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. To be in the studio with a guy like that and, and explain to him that you don't have to be that. You can be yourself. Just be yourself. Work, be original, and good things will come. You don't have to go out there and do those kind of things. And then at the same time, at the street guys, they need to it's my responsibility again to explain to them that okay, now you're making some legal money, you're making some good money, leave that. Leave mm-hmm. that. You don't have to go out there again and sell this and sell that, you don't have to answer the phone to this guy who wants you to go and do that, all that dumb stuff, right, but, you know, it's it's easy for us to say it, but it's not easy for someone that's been living um, that kind of life, for kids that grew up in poverty, for kids that grew up with no parents, and um, they're used to that lifestyle, it's not it's not easy at all, trust me, like, it's a, it's a really hard thing to do, to take someone and just, cause, you know, it's not just taking someone out of his uh, hood or his area. It's just taking him out of his mentality. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to change his mentality. And that's where, like us, the people in the music industry, because we make money, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a responsibility. If I make money of, of one guy that raps about that, I'm not, uh, I have a responsibility. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure or I need to do whatever like, I can so I can get him out of there. She can, he can, yeah, he can tell his stories because he lived his stories. He can still rap about that, but he needs to show, like, he needs to to, to do better. We all need to do better. At the end of the day, after a certain point, mm-hmm. we can't just go and do all the dumb stuff all over and all over again. Like that, that has no meaning. Like I, I, was young. I was listening about like uh, drugs and stuff, and I was living in a really small town in Greece. Okay, I didn't go out there to look for drugs, but mm-hmm. that was me. There might be another kid that. You know, we have some kind of responsibility. Mm. That's certain. Mm-hmm. Okay. The parents have to, the ga- the state has to, the uh, the community has to. There's no sense of community mm-hmm. in Greece. Like, wh- what's going on? Why don't we? Like, I would love to go and build like a community center in one of those areas. Nothing, and have a studio there. And if a guy wants to come and record or make beats or edit videos or take Let's, pictures, I idea. That's that's a good thing. You want to take them out? Give mm-hmm. them some opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that's something. How maybe will the you take them out? They can be lawyers, all of them, or engineers. Or they don't even have money. They don't have someone to like tell them like sit here and do this and do that. And they're like, you need, you need, to, you need to give them a way to get to get out of there. You know. Yeah. We
0: sp- we spoke a bit about uh, Greek spirit earlier, and you know how it started in our minds, mm-hmm. and you had such interesting views on you know what it is and what it means for young people today in greece to be growing up and then maybe trying to live their passion trying to live their dream and having difficulties with that i just really want to hear your story again i know you've shared it but it's just so interesting how how i started how how you started going going.
2: yeah I'm, i'm i came from a family like from a really 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 normal like um greek family okay my dad worked at the public sector, so we were not poor, but we were not rich too, but we were okay, you know, so my dad was um, in the States studying, so we were always in our house, my dad used to watch like American TV, we used to listen to American songs, like there, there, there was this kind of a different vibe in our family, right? Um, so when I told my dad I want to do this and I want to be a music producer, my dad back in the day pressed my brother so much to become a doctor. So when I said that, he was like, okay, you can do whatever you want. Like you want to be a music producer, go ahead. So my dad gave me some money. I was like, give me some money and to go to the UK, take a couple of uh, universities. I was heavy on the internet, right? Okay. So I found everything by myself. I knew a couple of people that used to study in the UK and do music studies from Greece because even as a child, I used to go to graffiti festivals and um, live gigs around North Greece all the time. I used to leave my house. My my parents didn't even know where I was. I was just (laughs) taking the train, a bug, go to a show and then come back. So I knew a lot of people, right? And... um, so, I told my dad, like, okay, I need to get some tickets, get to the UK, check out a couple of universities. I'm going to study in the UK. I need to become a music producer, right, an engineer. I was like, I'm going to become an engineer. It's a big thing to become an engineer. My dad was like, okay. And um, I went to the UK. I checked out a couple of places. Uh, one of the places I liked, there was a friend of mine there. Um, I did what I had to do to get into to the uni there. And... Um, that's where I studied uh, engineering. Mm. Um, that's where um, I heard the, the music of the South of the United States and I fell in love. Because mm. back then in Greece, we had a, a really like a narrow view on what rap music is. And a, a kind of a, a misleading view, okay? Yeah. And um, also, it changed my mindset a lot. Because when I went to the UK, I saw how like... Like when I went to the UK and I saw the lifestyle, I was like, oh, my God, these people are crazy. Why, why, why are they doing that? Why are they living in this country and they, they work all this long hours? And there's no life, no nothing. Like, what's going on? Greece is a paradise. But then I, I realized that that was, that was a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized that if you want to do something with your life, you need to be serious like they are serious. Because in, in the UK, at the uni, if you 10 o'clock, you have your appointment, you need to be there at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You have your assignment, for the 29th, you need to do it. For the 29th, you know there's no excuses. You, nobody wants to hear your excuses if you want to do something with your life. You need to be responsible, right? So I, everything changed. I came back to Greece, and everybody was like, "Why are you going to the studio again? Why are you going to the studio? It's Sunday. It's Saturday night Don't go to the studio." I was like, "No, I'm going to go to the studio. That's my thing. I need to go to the studio." So I came back to Greece, mm. and um, I just I just found uh, one of my friends sent me to a studio in the Saloniki. And I went to the studio, I was like, I'm here, I don't want no money. I work for free. I need to learn the the job, right? Wow. And um, after a a bit, if I can have a key and do my own thing, blah, blah, blah. So I started going there and I started working for free, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the guys saw that I was serious about it. I was responsible. So after a couple of months, they gave me a key and they were like, after you finish the work we do, you can stay in the studio and do your thing.
0: Awesome.
2: So I was already recording in my house, okay. So I had some like low-budget equipment. I was bringing people to my house. I was recording them, mixing their songs, and giving them beats. I was making some small money. I was DJing a bit, and um, after that, I was at the studio. So I started booking people at nights at the studio. I was going there at the afternoon. I was leaving at six o'clock in the morning, and then next day the same thing, the same thing. I did that for over like maybe six or seven years straight, right? No summer vacations, no nothing. Like, people were coming back and were like, oh, you're white, like, didn't you go to the beach or something? Yeah. So I did that, and at the process of doing that, we, I was setting up the label. Step by step, every little thing, like, let's do this kind of coverage. Like everybody was doing those, that kind of thing in Greece. I was on the internet checking out what was going on at the States. So I was like, okay, we'll do this kind of cover art. We'll do this kind of music video. We can do that as a promo. Let's Mm -hmm. do this. Let's go there. Let's email this guy and uh, do a presentation, like a PDF. Maybe we can get a little money out of this guy or blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I was always on the lookout for new artists and talents and everyone, the the people that I believe they're good, I brought Mm -hmm. them to the studio. I was like, okay, sit here. That's the deal. We're going to do this. This is yours. This is mine. Let's work. So I used to put, like, big hours, like, heavy hours of work. And uh, I remember, like, I did, like, two albums in a month and a half maybe by my own what? every night yeah like smoking weed and mixing and mixing and mixing and mixing and producing and mixing and mixing and I, w- I knew that at the time that if I make, if, if I made it now if, I'm, if I can make this happen I'm good I can do whatever I want okay I can, hmm. I can I, th- 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 that was a moment of pressure you know hmm. if I can make that then nothing stops me like. So that that was my story and after that the label just started uh, growing, the songs started popping, they became really popular in Greece at the clubs, everywhere the guys started uh, going at the clubs and performing. I was DJing like two days a week and um, but to be honest, everyone thought that, oh, we made it. Nah, that was just the beginning. Mm -hmm. I knew that, I knew that, that now we need to be even, we need to work harder. Yeah. That was because we, we had an opportunity for the mm-hmm. first time you know back in 2015, and that's when we started working even harder and harder and harder and harder. we kept releasing songs like we used to release let's say six songs um, uh, a year, then we released 20, then we released 15, then we released 110 songs a year. <laughs> so you know it's a, that's, that's a story kind like.
0: So what's next?
2: I think next is to be responsible, to be original, to be. Mm-hmm uh to 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 give the listeners uh the best product you can give them to always be on the lookout for young people who are talented and bring them together mm-hmm. back to us and uh you know give them opportunities for a better life through music mm-hmm. so they can make their own music make good music make money get out of stupid situations and uh Become solid, you know, have a solid foundation as a business, as a label, and as, as as persons too. Though
1: breaking into music is very difficult, yeah. Both as a producer and as an artist. And what advice do you have to young young people, guys and girls, who want to get into music or into
2: producing? To to, to trust their gut, to mm. not follow trends, to be original. You know, if there's something you like, everybody. Let's say you like one thing. Nine out of ten people like another thing and they do that because that's popular. Nah, keep doing you. Keep mm-hmm. doing you. You're, you're, you will be winning in two, three, four years. You are, you are the one. Okay, just keep doing you. Keep trusting your gut. Keep being original and keep working and be smart in a way that, like, you know, it's, it's hard. You know why it's so hard to make in the music industry? Because it's hard to get out of yourself and have mm-hmm. a look of yourself or the music you make as a third person. Mm-hmm. That's hard because there's like a, an emotional connection with the music you make. Mm-hmm. And if you if you only have yes-men around you, everybody's going to say, oh, that's a great mm-hmm. song. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, you need to have people that will say, okay, this, this is not that good, bro. You need to do better than that, you know. And you need to be smart like that. You need to understand, is that good? Am I good? Do I have to work harder? Do I have to change that? Why is this song not doing that much, mm-hmm. that good? And this song is doing that good. Okay. Like, but always at the end of the day, just keep being you, keep keep being original that's that's the best advice i have to give
0: in a time that you know sometimes can be very criticizing Mm -hmm. especially i think a lot of young people are Mm -hmm. dealing with that the internet can be really brutal Mm -hmm. what's your advice you know to not listen to others or and keep going because i understand the originality part but sometimes you're just you just try to fit in
2: I don't have a good question for uh, a good answer for that. You know why? Because I didn't grow up like that. Mm. When I, I, I didn't grow up with social media like that. Yeah. When social media came to life, I was already like 25, 26 years old. I was like, or maybe early 20s when Facebook came. So I can't really put my my myself in the, the same position with these kids nowadays that they're so heavy into like TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram and all that stuff in the social media. I think. I think, you know, like humanity always finds its way and kids will always, they, they, they will find their way, but um, I hope there's not so many casualties, you know, like um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think you need to realize that the internet is a different thing than, your, than, than the actual life, the analog world is a different thing than the digital world, okay, don't, don't Instagram is not reality, okay, yeah. TikTok is not reality, just keep that in mind, please, like it's not reality, it's a different thing. You can be somebody in, on Instagram and nobody in real life, or you can be somebody in real life and nobody in instagram. it's a choice. go mm. out and make your choice you know but but it's different don't 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 think that it's it's that the, the, the cell phone the, the, you know that Instagram is the reality it's not the reality is you, your family, your friends, the people that know you that that's the reality
1: one hundred percent I have a, a lot of friends who are doing uh, social media detoxes there. yeah of the social media channels for weeks or months or some, a lot of them are even deleting it because yeah. they feel that the social media is not portraying a, yeah. a true reality. Yeah, it's not a true reality. And I
2: just deleted a couple of apps the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the best guy when it comes to social media. I don't like social media that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of toxic, you know? It's toxic, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna buy this new set and then I need to go there and take a picture with my new set and uh, it's not even that. It's like all the, uh, th- for me, it's a problem. Oh, oh, there's so so much like um like everybody is trying to prove something that hard on social media which is which is it's it's toxic it's bad i don't like it i don't mm-hmm. like it, you know just be yourself mm-hmm. are you happy with your life you can be happy with your life with no social media we cannot be like uh, successful people and uh and have a great drive some people just want to live their lives just they can live their lives, bro. just live them, live their lives, like, you know,
1: hmm. agree.
0: You were collaborating a lot with Matt Clip yeah. and we, like many out there, were really yeah. touched by his death um, and losing someone is something extremely difficult, but unfortunately, all of us have to go through it at some point. And we wanted to ask you, what's your advice going through grief and dealing with grief?
2: Oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know. It's personal for everybody. It's like, uh, for me, still sometimes, you know, like uh, when I'm by myself, late night or something, and I think about him, it's still hard Mm -hmm. because he was a good friend of mine. And he was a guy that um, I was really happy to, like, be with him every time and talk with him. We had long talks. We shared a couple of uh, the same dreams. So I think the whole thing with grief, it's not, it's 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 a long thing. It's a long thing. You need mm-hmm. to give time and to heal, you know, inside you. And um, but at the end of the day, to be honest, I know that Madlib was a person that wanted me to do to be like this, to be even 10, ta- ten times hungrier than we used to be when we were together. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the label to be successful. He wanted us to be successful. He wanted us to work hard. So I keep doing all those things for him too. You know, because he, he was a person like that. He, was, he wasn't a person that, um, he wasn't a sorry ass guy, you know. He wasn't somebody that would say, like, ah, we, this happened. That I was like, nah, let's go out there and let's find a solution. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a go-getter, you know, he was, a, he was a, so th- that kind of a guy. So I think we all, we all had the same mentality in some way. So I try for me, I, th- that, that's what I tried to do for him to honor his name. To tell his stories every time i'm with people you know and tell his stories and say what kind of a person he was and i feel responsible towards him to keep going hard hard like that because i know that's what he wanted he was that kind of a person he wasn't a person who was like uh dealing with problems and like uh you know like avoiding them or like feeling sorry for something he was like a he was, he was a go-getter. I don't know how to say mm. it different. But grief is just a long thing. It's just mm. it's different for everybody. You just need to leave it like heal inside you. Mm. I, d- I don't even know how to feel, to be honest, sometimes. Mm. So, honestly. I know it sounds strange. I don't even know how to feel sometimes. It's just difficult. I don't even know. I don't mm. even know. Like, i it's strange.
1: No, but you're right. It, it, is a, it is personal how you deal with grief. Yeah. And some people... They just close up and some people are very open about it. Uh, yeah. Some people cry, some people don't. I mean, it's, it's very individual, uh, but nevertheless, it's it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough losing someone close to you and it's someone you It's tough
2: because, um, especially with him, he, the guy put so much work, mm. so much work. Oh my God, There's, there was nobody like him in terms of uh, uh, how hardworking he was. In five years, he just... He made all most of his dreams possible, you know. In five years he was working so much. He was obsessed, right? And th- th- that's the thing that makes me sad sometimes. But mm-hmm. th- then that's the thing that makes me happy too. Because mm-hmm. I saw him accomplish everything he wanted, right? And that's inspirational for everybody, not, mm-hmm. just, not just for me that I was close mm-hmm. with him. So it's, it's, it's a strange thing. I don't know how to feel, you know, sometimes.
1: I was uh, checking some statistics online and um, there's a lot of traffic accidents in Greece. Actually, it's yeah. in, in Europe, it ranks yeah. among the highest yeah. uh, of deaths per 100,000 people. Do you feel that the Greek government can, can do more
2: to yeah, prevent... I think, uh, and I think they need to be more strict, mm-hmm. straight. Straight, no excuses, yeah. straight. They need to go harder. You know what, you know what what's the, the thing? I remember when I was young, my, uh, like I told you, my dad was in the States. So we used to get in the car. We used to put our seatbelt on. We was the only guys putting our seatbelt on. Mm. Nobody else used to put his seatbelt on.
0: Crazy. Nobody. Yeah.
2: Nobody. My dad was like, put your seatbelt on. Put your seatbelt on. Like, And yeah, everybody yeah. used to look at us like, strange. Like, why do you put your seatbelt So, I mean, it's so deep into Greeks, mm. the way they drive or the way they drink alcohol and they drive the way they don't care about the red light and it needs to change and and like as you said the statistics are high people die but nobody seems to change because they all think oh this is not going to happen to me mm. no yeah. it's it going to happen to you bro mm. yeah so i think the government needs to go harder and we need to find a way to educate people you know mm. to show them that this is this is not cool this is not cool yeah. driving because at the end of the day you might feel good for you, you might feel like that you're a great driver and do this and do that what about the other guy yeah that it's yeah. not uh, such a great driver, you know? And let me tell you a story, because you asked about Maticlip. I remember talking with Maticlip, okay, about this, this certain issue, the driving thing, right? And he was like, oh, bro, in New York? Nah, I ain't doing that. I'm putting my seatbelt on in New York. In New York, I'm not even driving past the uh, because the cops they do this, they do that. He didn't do it when he was in Greece, though. He didn't give an F. Yeah about police in Greece. So that, that's, that that needs a sort of explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do people feel like that? Like when they're there, they're good. Even, even people, even Greeks that come from Germany, you know? Yeah. You, you see them in Germany with a silver their great car, the Mercedes doing 60. Yeah. <laughs> they in Greece, they do 150. Yeah, but it's Why? Yeah. Why? You know, you, you, we need to find some solutions yeah. and there's kids dying every day. Even with b- uh, bikes. and this.
1: I, I have lived in Greece for two years and coming from Sweden, where it has among the lowest death rates in Europe. But that's also because, first of all, the police are very strict and the drivers know that. Mm-hmm. So you are, if it's 70 or 90 on the road, you stick to that uh, speed. And if you drive faster, the likelihood that you are be going to be caught by either a civilian police or the police is mm-hmm. very high so there is always a consequence to your action or most of the times there's a consequence to your action so people just stick to the rules and i've noticed here there is no consequence uh, to whatever action you you take and i think this is an important first step that the government could do to be more enforceable of People actually sticking yeah. to the law,
0: and I think even you coming from Sweden, you have started actually driving a bit weird and faster, and you know different, having lived here. So I think maybe we yeah, we um, should just all yeah, acknowledge it, it, that it's, it's sometimes, it's a bad thing, you know, yeah.
2: And um, it, it's it's a government's thing, but then it's the people's thing as well. They need to realize, it. like, okay, what's going to happen? You're going to be at your uh, destination five minutes earlier. So, well, what? <laughs> like chill, no. Yeah. It's really aggressive. Driving is really addressing. It just stresses me up. I don't like it. I think it needs to change. Definitely.
1: This Christmas I saw that uh, you and your colleagues and your artists, you volunteered and you cooked food for people in Mm -hmm. need on on Christmas Day itself, which is a fantastic initiative. And Please tell us more about why giving back is important to you
2: um me me and um, light uh we always had those talks about doing those kinds of stuff um we have some other ideas too we can maybe we can f- we want to start having some kids going to the unis and having money and getting their degrees you know from some mm-hmm. poor areas of athens or the saloniki so we always wanted to give back because most of the kids that they 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 listen to this kind of music or they make this kind of music they come from these certain areas so it's a responsibility to go there and do something for them you know because we, we make money so we need to give it's it's a personal thing it's a personal thing if you if you have a good life and you live a good life you need to do something you need to do the least you can do to help okay if that's to go on the on christmas day and cook do that that's mm. that's okay. You need, you don't need to change the world. Just do something good, okay? And that's a business. Then, it's a di- it's a it's an actual thing as a business too. Mm. If you make money out of this music that comes from these areas, you need to give back. Mm. No excuses. You need to give back. You need to do something better. You need to show, you need to show these kids. You need to show everybody something better. And for me, it's important because I I got all my guys. there, are like 15, 20, 25 young kids, and you know when you're 22 you live in the center of Athens, you don't care about like homeless, you're just just living life, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. that's, um, everyday life. Seeing homeless or seeing junkies or seeing whatever. But when you go there at eight o'clock in the morning and you need to help everybody and uh, clean this, clean that and like carry stuff and cook for them and give them the the food and they come and they're like, oh, thank you guys and you need to be polite. That's good for your heart, you know, for your soul. Mm-hmm. So I had to do that to show the young guys that, okay, guys, like, music is this, streets is this, but this is, this is important too. We need to help people, you know. We need to be able to do better for us. We need to be better for us. We need to be better for the, for, um, how to call it, for, um, for the society mm-hmm. too. We can help. We are in a privileged position right now to help, so we need to help. There's no right. excuses, mm-hmm. no excuses at all. And th- this is only the beginning. Like This is nothing what we did, okay? We need to do 10 times, 20 times that. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, like going there and spending a couple of thousand, it's good, but we need to come up with solutions. Even if it's us as a business or as um, individuals or uh, the government or the state or the community, we need to come up with solutions, you know? You need to find a way for these people to like... Um, Put them in certain positions so they can have a better life mm. and they don't need to be there waiting for food on the line every day or every other day when sky or capital music remembers that okay it's christmas let's go out and spend this money and feed these people now nah. because january they're still gonna be hungry on february they're gonna be hungry too on march they're gonna be hungry too and they're gonna be cold you know so solutions mm.
1: Sky, so i have to say it's uh been a pleasure um to to speak with you and listen to you because obviously we knew we knew know you as the yeah. the fantastic famous producer and also the, the the record label founder and and owner i am i'm so happy to hear this um deep social responsibility that that you are uh, speaking about and um um I, I just, I think it's fantastic and uh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and, and uh, l- learning all of this. Okay. And mm-hmm.
0: I think also one thing that we definitely want to be part of, right, is giving back. Yeah. And if there's anything that you want to share with us later that we can okay, put in, great. we can put in yeah. the description or something, mm-hmm. then we would love to support and definitely. just...
2: definitely. definitely. Okay. start
0: this giving back guys and yeah. continue it because it's it's the most important thing Yep. so just one last thing because we always want to end yeah. on a like energetic note okay. we have 10 questions okay. and we're gonna have a random you took you took choose you choose a number okay between one to ten and then we have a rapid question for you
2: okay i'll choose four
1: What's well, the most expensive thing you've ever bought? <laughs> oh
2: my God, I bought a Montclair jacket. I think oh. that's the most expensive. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's probably some, uh, like, um, um, uh, it's, a, it's an audio thing. It's a, I think it's a compressor, the most expensive thing. Like a 5,000 euros thing. But uh, yeah, when it comes to clothing system. Um, Montclair is a dope Mont- brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, next, next number.
2: Uh, nine
0: share a secret not a lot of people know about you
2: uh, okay i like watching uh football tactics and uh, <laughs> managers and yeah. stuff yeah I, I would love to maybe like be a part of something like that one day yeah
1: yeah what's your favorite team
2: in Greece it's PAOK in uh, in England it's Arsenal mm, Oh, yeah good chance i'm of an winning. Arsenal fan yeah good chance of winning the league yeah. this year yeah
1: <laughs> another number uh
2: 1
0: Favorite Greek island?
2: Uh, I have to say... I haven't been so many. Like I said, I was in a the, in the basement in the Thessaloniki <laughs> working. Uh, I have to say Icaria. Oh. I really like Icaria. Yeah. Great place. Great, Great place. place. Amazing place.
0: Skype, thank you so thank much. Thank you very much, guys. Thank it's you a so much. Thank you. Rock thank on. You. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening to Greek Spired. For more info about our guests and episodes, check out our Instagram page at WeExpired and our website on www.weexpired.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.